0: Protecting your assets for the next generation. You're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to the Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. Good health is in the spotlight on the program today. It reminds each of us that we are the most important asset in any life plan. A new study from the Fraser Institute concludes that Albertans have to wait just over 26 weeks or half a year for some medically necessary treatments. By comparison, Saskatchewan at 15.4 weeks has the shortest wait times in Canada, according to the same report. Which brings us to Dr. John Muscaderi, head of the Canadian Frailty Network and author of a new report on how Canadians are aging. The numbers show that we are each living longer than ever before. And so there are some new lessons to be learned that try to balance medical needs with quality of life.
1: I think that the overall message is that um, we, and certainly in the era of modern medicine, always tend to think that uh, more tests, uh, more investigations, more treatment is better. But I think the overall message is that it needs to be tailored uh, to where you are in in the lifespan, to where you are in in a disease trajectory. And it needs to be individually uh, tailored such that you receive the most benefit from whatever therapy uh, that you're on, recognizing that some of these treatments or medications were only tested in people who were younger, who had many years uh, of life expectancy versus generalizing these treatments to people who may be getting on in age, who may have multiple medical problems and who may, whose life expectancy may not be as much as the people in which the, the, the treatments were originally tested on.
0: How does a doctor decide when the positives of continued therapies are outweighed by the negatives?
1: No, that's, a, that's a very good question, and uh, usually there's a couple of uh, things. First, you look at, uh, at the literature. You try to get an idea from what's been described as what the benefits and, and the risks of any particular therapy, but probably even more importantly is that you need to take into account the wishes of, uh, of the patient and, uh, and their caregivers in deciding what uh, uh, risks are tolerable for what would be the expected benefit, and, and that's a dynamic uh, type of conversation since what, uh, what somebody may want when they're younger and in relatively good health may be very different than what you may want as, uh, as, a, as age progresses and you have multiple medical problems and maybe your life expectancy is starting to be uh, less and less. Is it a
0: challenge to wean people off medications they may have been taking for years?
1: Absolutely. There's, uh, we're, I think as in modern medicine, we're much more conditioned to start therapies as opposed to to stop uh, therapy. So, for example, there may be medications that are for preventive uh, things, which may no longer be uh be indicated, so and a good example that's commonly cited is uh anti lipid medications, which may be very appropriate when you're younger to prevent cardiovascular problems, but maybe when you're reaching uh, uh, when you're reaching uh end of life or in very late life, they may no longer be uh, be warranted because you don 't have the life expectancy to be able to prevent um, to be able to prevent events from uh, from happening.
0: Are there other options that are out there uh, to deal with long-term ailments? Is there much, much research being done to say, okay, this patient is sufficiently along in life that a particular medication no longer serves any purpose, but maybe we can find something, whether it's herbal or otherwise, that, that might give that person a better quality of life?
1: Well, um, I think that gets uh, down to the the concept of um, of integrated uh, palliative care in which in which you try to um, to to look at uh, the risks and benefits of any therapy at any time. But in but in addition, you're also focused on on uh, therapies or measures which can improve uh, quality of uh, quality of life and and the, the concept is that as you reach end of life, you increase how much palliation or or therapy that's directed just at symptom control uh, versus active uh, uh, therapy. So. You reduce uh, the active therapy and increase the palliation as you reach a, uh, as you re- near end of life versus when earlier on in life where you're much more focused on treatment and some on on symptom uh, control. Um, and in, redu- in regards to alternative uh, therapies, um, it's. It's what can increase uh, your quality of life. What gives you pleasure? What gives you uh, joy? Or 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 makes your existence better at any uh, at any stage? And and that needs to be tailored to the individual, to the uh, to the person. Um, uh, to the person,
0: so personalized medical care becomes really important as one ages in terms of what that person is prescribed um, and 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 perhaps what they're taken off of uh, simply to make sure that their last days are as enjoyable as possible.
1: absolutely. and and I think that's where we need to. Um, as, as a medical community uh, um not always be thinking of what is the the next uh more invasive test or more invasive uh treatment but uh tailor it to what has the best expectation of providing the most benefit with the least amount of um of risk and tailor it to what the individual wishes are for any uh, for any patient, and hopefully um, the patient or the person can communicate this. Um, and if not um maybe uh that hopefully they'll have discussed it with their uh, care provider or their caregivers or their families such that um those people can actually make um, uh, allow for better informed decisions.
0: I have had doctors, including the current president of the Canadian Medical Association, tell me that it's um always good to deal with patients who have had those conversations uh and have Put in place uh, a life plan uh, so that uh, everybody knows, including the medical community and those who are serving that patient, um, what the patient's wishes are uh, and how best to achieve them.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I think that um, um, sometimes uh, that uh, there's a, a reluctance at times to discuss these things, but the more that they're discussed, uh, the more they're, they're discussed. Uh, with your uh, with your family, uh, with uh, your caregivers and your care providers, the medical community, the better off that you'll have therapy that's tailored to your wishes, which becomes uh, paramount because at some point, we can't offer life uh, therapy that extends life. We have to focus on therapy that improves uh, quality of life and knowing and knowing what those thing, what those parameters are or when that happens is, uh, is extremely important. The other uh, aspect of that is making sure that you have a designated power of attorney and that can speak for you in case you are no longer able to make those decisions.
0: How are governments doing, and are governments the only factor in determining policy uh, to invest more in quality of life uh, developments, uh, things like home care, social supports,
1: palliative care options, and so forth? I think governments, um, I think there, there's increasing recognition of, of those factors, but I think um, that there's a long ways to go to making sure that um, um that those factors are addressed in the provision uh, of uh, of uh, health care um too many times we still uh, when we think of of uh, the provision of health care we think of uh, we think of hospitals or or institutions and uh and as we go forward, I think uh, we need to invest more in community supports, address some of the ways that we can leverage communities to improve the quality of life for people that are elderly or frail.
0: Dr. John Muscaderi is CEO of the Canadian Frailty Network. We'll continue on The Strong Room in a moment on 770 CHQR.